You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey, and we are the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Hold on, wait. Oh. I gotta see. Yeah. I'm ready. 441. I'm ready. Oh, well, yeah. amen to that, my yeah. friend. You've just crossed over into the trend zone. And I like it. it. Yeah, it is Wednesday, September 27th. We're coming at you from Los Angeles, California. It is a beautiful. I got 69 on my uh, thermometer over here, Casey. So it is I bet lovely, you do. I bet you do. 69 here in Santa Monica on the wet side. <laughs> In today's episode, we'll talk about a near historic blowout, some tough injuries, down to just three undefeated teams, and all of the awesome games coming up this week in the NFL. But before we get to that, Casey, as always, could you get things started with a tasty nug for the people? Uh, yeah, you mentioned near historic. The Miami Dolphins recorded 726 total yards of offense <laughs> in their 70 to 20 blowout victory over the Denver Broncos last week. 70 to 20. And they Brutal. became just the fourth team in NFL history, that including the postseason, to score at least 70 points in a game. And they were first to do it in 57 years. Oh, that wow. was an ass kicking, dude. It was so brutal. Ooh, and we were watching it saying, we can't remember hitting that mark, the 70 mark at any point. We remember that Jacksonville and Dolphins game that hit into the 60s. But this just doesn't happen at this level of football. No, man. dude. Was... And when it was like 56 points, we're like, oh, it's still the third quarter. <laughs> so it could have been worse. Luckily, oh. they laid off. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what oh, Daniel Hackett had to say about that. But I got more nugs, Dave. I'm digressing here. And in back-to-back -back seasons, now a game has gone into overtime each of the first three weeks of the NFL season. Sometimes 60 minutes just isn't enough to get it done. But you know yeah, why you right, want to win? You know why you want to win those overtime games? Because since 1990, 64.3% of teams that started 3-1 and one have made the postseason, while just 37.1% that opened at 2-2 two and two were able to make it to the playoffs. Whew. Okay. All the all-important week four games um, coming up here. But, the, the, but I digress myself. I'm striving for that 2-2 two and two mark. I'm praying for that mark, <laughs> that 37% uh, possibility there, Casey. All right, folks, the Trend Zone you're listening to right now is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, soon-to-be YouTube Podcasts as they make that transition, and Amazon Music, uh, Blueberry Podcasting, wherever you get your podcasts. Casey, moving along to the top trending stories, and unfortunately, this is a weekly segment, and it seems... It is the devastating injuries that have uh, come on to the, some very important players in this league. Yeah, dude. And uh, maybe second or third most important on the Dallas Cowboys, Trayvon Diggs goes down on Thursday in practice. Just a weird stepped on a guy's foot, torn ACL. He's done for the year. Um, the Cowboys are pretty deep at cornerback. We'll get to that a little bit later when we talk about the games, but just a brutal injury to one of the rising stars in this league, and it definitely had an impact on Dallas in every aspect of the game last Sunday, so that's a bit of a bummer. Um, some bummer news in Las Vegas. Jimmy Garoppolo evaluated for a concussion 
after Sunday night's loss to the Steelers. He's in the protocol. He's probably not going to play this week. They did sign Brian Hoyer, but, dude, I really liked what I saw to Aiden O'Connell in the preseason. Might be time to give that cat a little look-see there. No, and Derek Carr from the New Orleans Saints. He's considered week-to-week a sprained AC joint. He's not been ruled out a week four, but he is not going to play, and it's probably going to be Jameis getting the start against the team that drafted him, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, Dave, there is more brutality to go around. I'm afraid so, Casey. This one hits home here for my Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams suffered an ACL torn on Sunday. He'll be out. For the remainder of the season, very, very disappointing for Mike Williams. Good guy. Brutal. And hopefully Jalen Waddle comes back. He's still in the concussion protocol. Missed, I think, the last two weeks, but they're optimistic that he'll be able to play on Sunday. And then also in the protocol, Anthony Richardson. Um, the way Garner Minshew played, let's go ahead and hold off, man. That's your future. That's a yeah. big-time investment. Um and they're playing the Ravens, so let's go ahead and hold off before we put Anthony Richardson back in there. Not a bad idea, Casey, especially mm-hmm. the way the mustache played. It was pretty impressive. And uh, All righty, moving forward, Casey, we have the game previews. Casey, it is week four of the NFL season. Wow. What? Week four? Yes, that's correct, week four. It's slipping away. <laughs> where's it going yes, dave it is slipping away dude <laughs> flying by oh, i hate it yeah. i love it but all right it. casey <laughs> there was only three undefeated teams we mentioned earlier that is miami san fran and philly pretty impressive uh group there and uh nine games casey last week were within eight points of the fourth quarter so we're always talking about close games and how it's a game of inches more more so than ever those games always come up to the fourth quarter it seems and it is not decided until somebody makes that big play at the end, man. And, Dave, we're getting into October. It's starting to get a little thick. And since 2011, only one Super Bowl champion has lost more than one game in October during their Super Bowl winning season. So you go 2-2 two and two in October, you're done. 3-1, and one, you got a chance. <laughs> that's a weird stat, but that's a good yeah. one. All right, Casey, uh, let's get this thing started with Thursday Night Football. What you got? Oh, yeah, baby. We got a really good game this week. NFC North, the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers, baby. Yeah, the 2-1 and one Lions come off, uh, you know, with a solid start to the season, beating uh, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs in the season opener, then dropping week two to the Seahawks, kind of shockingly there, but rebounding last week uh, with a 20-6 to win over Atlanta. Uh, Jared Goff, two touchdown passes, a decent week, but I'm on St. Brown over 100 yards. Sam Laporta, as we've mentioned in our fantasy show uh, the other day, has really made an impact. Eight receptions and 84 yards. He got his first career touchdown last week, so he's playing well. And another rookie for them, Jameer Gibbs, uh, racked up 80 yards last week. So the offense uh, is in the top 12 in yards, points, rushing, and um Passing, so it's a pretty nice offense right now. The defense, fifth in run for these Lions, but it's much improved, uh, you know, from this, this so far this season. And Aiden Hutchinson, two sacks on the season, dude. Two passes defended, forced fumble, fumble recovery last week. Jack Campbell also got a sack last week. So this Lions team, it's got things going on here. Hopefully, they get David Montgomery back in the mix. 
Now these Packers, yeah. they're a point and a half dogs at home. They trailed 17 nothing entering the fourth quarter last week. You think they lost? Hell no, they didn't lose. They beat New Orleans 18-17. to They're the third team since 2000 to be shut out through the first three quarters and overcome a deficit of 17 or more points in the final stanza to get back and win. And everybody's talking about this Jordan love. Everybody's feeling the love. But I want to talk about this Packers defense. Last week, they held the Saints to 175 yards passing and only 77 yards rushing, 4-14 on third down. Rashawn Gary, three sacks last week, including the one that knocked Derek, almost said David Carr, knocked Derek Carr right out of the game. Going to need some more of that to try to slow down this Detroit offense. Um, the Pack do hope slash expect to get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back for this one. They were both close last week, and both are trending in the right direction. But Dobbs, Reed, and Musgrave have been holding it down, waiting for Watson. But that run game has really missed Aaron Jones, man. They got to get this guy back because, ugh, it's not been pretty. It's going to be a good divisional battle there, Casey. Okay, up next we're going to wing it on over to London, right? Um, it yeah. is Wembley Stadium. Unbelievably, the NFL has chosen to put this one, I believe, exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. A dilemma and an early morning dilemma for me on the West Coast here. Um, it is the Atlanta Falcons at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are favored by three in this one. It's my happening, baby, and it freaks me out. Yeah, baby, yeah. Um, no, it's not freaking me out. It is the uh, production of this Atlanta offense. They have a ton to work on. Only 183 total yards last week. They're 29th in passing. Drake London, dude, only eight receptions on the year. Part of the reason, wow. though, is because uh, Desmond Ritter's getting demolished back there. He sacked seven times last week. And if Atlanta can't pass, they're going to have to run, which might be tricky against that Jags defense, dude. Algier only nine touches last week. Bijan only 14. You got to feed those guys. Figure out how to make that work. And they definitely – they're missing Cordero Patterson, man. He's such mm -hmm. an explosive player, kind of a jack-of-all-trades. Not sure he goes this week, but they need to get him ASAP. Now, this Atlanta pass defense, pretty stout, fourth in the league, giving up just 170 per game and holding opposing quarterbacks to just 58% uh, percent completions, man. That is well below league average, 20 hits on the QB, but only three sacks. They got to get home. They got to start turning those hits into sacks. And they went out and got Jesse Bates the third in the preseason. He had his third interception in just three games into the season, also 11 tackles last week. Yeah, let's talk about these uh, Jaguars, Casey. The one and two Jags coming off a shocking and disappointing loss to the Texans. And they got blown out, basically, 37-17. I mean, just a shocker there. Jaguars will be playing their 10th game in London all-time and ninth in Wembley Stadium. So that's by far the most among NFL teams. Taking a look at some of the good stuff from last week. Travis Etienne, 138 yards from scrimmage. Tank Bigsby, uh, he got a touchdown last week. Christian Kirk. Had a touchdown last week, so they had some things going for him. Here's another thing, though. It's a little bit shocking because of the pick we had anticipated for Calvin Ridley. He has just 13 receptions on the season and one touchdown, so huh. not making the impact that we were kind of hoping there. Overwhelmingly, this Jacksonville offense has been underwhelming thus far this mm -hmm. season, and they're ranked 29th in the league on third down, which not you would good. not think out of a clutch quarterback that, that we're expecting uh, – 
you know, from the yeah, to take that the, next uh, step, dude. The way they ended the season, we all totally were on board Jags going into, and it's not been that. No case question. Yet. So none of us saw this kind of like stumbling out of the gates uh, this season. The defense is stout. They've given up just um, 80, uh, 84 yards per game to rank seventh overall uh, against the run. And uh, now that's good news. They're facing a, an Atlanta team that really wants to run. So it's a nice matchup defensively for them. Um, but they did just give up 37 points to CJ Stroud and the Texans. So um, got to wonder uh, what they, you know, they got to get back to the drawing board and figure things out in Jacksonville. All right, Dave, that's bright and early. And then the early slate, oh, baby, does it get any better than this? The Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home, and this is only the third time in the last 37 seasons that two teams will do battle after each won their game the previous week by 34 points or more. Wow, something's got to give here, man. Mm -hmm. This is is must-see football this weekend for sure. Uh, after dropping the season opener to the Jets on Monday Night Football in a turnover-laden game for the Bills, by Josh Allen in particular, the Bills got things turned around in a big way the last two weeks, destroying the Raiders 38-10, to I remind you, in Week 2, as well as crushing the Commanders 37-3 to last week. So they have absolutely crushed their last two opponents. The Buffalo offense is 7th in yards per game and second in scoring at over 30 points a game. So they're putting up points, man. As long as Allen avoids the turnovers, obviously, uh, they are very productive on that side. The defense is second in yards given up and points given up. So this is a very well-balanced team. They're ranked third defending the pass, which is going to be put to the test this week against Tua and that offense that the Dolphins are given. Oh, man, dude. And when a team destroys a team by 50 points, it's hard to tell what's real, but what is real last week, those fish had six scoring drives under two minutes. What is real is Miami's speed. We're talking Keanu Reeves driving a bus on the 105 with Dennis Hopper trying to blow him up, okay? That's We're talking fast. speed, baby, the cheetah. Yeah. You know, he's he's come back down from those crazy levels after week one, still on pace for 142 yeah. receptions. 2,334 receiving yards and 23 touchdowns. But everyone with the top waiver wire pick this week are completely stoked for the new fantasy darling. That's right, Devon Achan. After I came up with my sweet Van Halen, Achan. We might have to just keep just calling it. Doesn't him work A-chain. anymore, man. No, we're gonna we're gonna send it back a chain so we can keep that riff in there. Anyways, <laughs> this cat's coming off a four touchdown, two hundred thirty three scrimmage yard game. Deplete your fab budget on this cat if you're in it. Spend it, do it, get him. Speaking of budget, I'm gonna use all my time budget to talk this Miami offense, Dave. Okay, ready? Miami offense currently first in yards, sixteen fifty one, one hundred thirty points, eight point four yards per play. Miami averaging two point four yards per snap more than the second most prolific offense the, the dolphins first in passing yards first in passing touchdowns passing attempts passer rating and have surrendered a league low one sack remember we said if they can protect Tua, good stuff is going to happen they're doing that and the good stuff is happening and to it um this guy he's everything that they wanted dude i think they figured something out we'll see it's you know it, it's hard not to get over uh, crazy after a 70 point output, but man, he's kicking butt. Also, Miami first in the league with 565 rush yards, eight rushing TDs, and 6.1 per carry. So, 
I don't know. What do you do to stop these guys? But I guarantee that the Bills defense will not roll over like those donkeys did. Speaking of defense, I got two words, Dave. Van Ginkle. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Vic Fangio because, man, <laughs> Vic Fangio seems to be conjuring some good stuff on that, on that side of the football for these guys. But, dude, the two are Woo, it's going, going completely insane. And that sweet like... little, like, no look last week with the oh. right hand. Yeah. Beautiful. He's in his. All right, moving along, Casey. Whew. Enough to love. Um, it is up next the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, uh, excuse me, the Vikings on the road are favored by three. You're handling this one. Yeah, two desperate 0 and three teams. But these Vikes went 13 and four last year. They've already dropped three. Cousins and Jetta both lead the league in passing and receiving yards. But the Vikings have nine turnovers on the season. That's their problem. Clean that up, and they're a pretty good team. Um, for the Panthers, Bryce Young was supposed to practice on Wednesday. I think he did, which would point to him being able to play in Sunday. If not, baby, it's time to ride the Red Rocket. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, if you like football, sorry. It's the Denver Broncos, favored by three and a half on the road at the Chicago Bears. Dave, I hope they just both wear orange and it's as ugly for the eyeballs as it is to the football being played. Ugh. How orange could it be? If they did that, Casey, honestly. Um, Casey, with this question here, you know, and interestingly, the Bears had the number one pick at last year, and, and they traded that away. But is it too early to call this the Caleb Williams Bowl, perhaps? Nope. Because nope. the loser of this is probably the winner. It's a battle of two 0-3 teams that have been outscored on the season by 53 and 50, respectively. It's hard to get over that 50-point loss we just discussed that the Broncos Broncos took to the Dolphins. And, you know, something that hasn't been done since 1966, giving up 70 points. But as bad as that is, they're actually favored in this game. The Broncos are favored. So one of these teams Russell is going to get throw the football. Yeah. <laughs> he can, one of these teams yeah. is going to get a W, right? He's, a, he's, a bit, he's aware of Do the either of them pass. deserve it, though? I don't think I've seen football that they deserve a win, but someone has to unless it goes. Someone's going to have to win. The other team, of course, advances in their unspoken quest, Casey, for the top pick in the draft. Um, either team at this point, I think, would, uh, if that came about, would be all over that pick. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's good to lose. Yeah. <laughs> All right, up next, oh, we got the... Oh, no, I got this one, Casey. My, yeah. my mistake. I apologize. It is All the good. Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns at home are favored by two and a half. Ravens, dude, have been fighting some major injuries to start this season. Now add insult to that list of injuries they lost to the Colts last week. Offensively, Baltimore's fifth in red zone offense at over 72% and second and third down efficiency at over 50%. And last week, Lamar Jackson, 22 of 31 202 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and two TDs. You'd think that would be enough to get it done, but they really could not finish drives, and it ended up costing them. The good news, Lamar 5-1 and one in his past six starts versus Cleveland. But, dude, it is a mash unit at running back. Um, Gus Edwards, concussed. Justice Hill, turf toe. They uh, got Kenyon Drake and Melvin Gordon, dude. Can anyone <laughs> suit up and run the ball for these Ravens, man? And it's bad news, bro, because that is a super grimy Cleveland run defense. And speaking of defense, Ravens added Kyle Van Noy for some noise depth to um, that defense. And Kyle Hamilton, dude, rising star, bro. This guy's a complete ball hawk. Roquan Smith last week, 12 tackles and a half sack. 
Patrick Queen, um, eight tackles every game this season, including 12 last week. It's going to be on that Ravens defense to try to get back there, but um, so many injuries for those guys, dude. Yeah, and this is going to be a physical matchup. There's no question. Both of these teams want to come here and, and hammer the other one physically. Browns come in 2-1 and one after uh, blowing out the Bengals week one, coming up short on Monday Night Football in that turnover-laden game against the Stillers, and then crushing the Titans last week, 27-3. And then, of course, they did lose Nick Chubb in week two. They added Kareem Hunt in response to that. Jerome Ford, though, in – has played exceptionally well, 51 yards last week in a career high, two, uh, two touchdowns, 130 something yards the previous week. They're still ranked fourth running the football offensively. So the Browns can get it done with that really strong offensive front uh, blocking there. Uh, and Deshaun Watson, Casey, as much as some people don't want to forgive him for his transgressions, um, he had his best game as a Brown last week, man. 27 of 33, almost 82%, wow. 289, two touchdowns, no pick, a 123.4 passer rating. So he's finding his rhythm. If that can continue, this team is shaping up to be very, very um, interesting and on both sides of the football. It's the other side, led by defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, they have the top-ranked defense in yards, wow. points, passing, and they're number two versus the run. Oh, yeah, and they got Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks on the season. Look out, man. These guys are coming. This is going to be a fun game. Like I said, a physical matchup. Well, this game's probably not going to be as sweet. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Houston Texans, and the Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Yeah, last week, 2-1 and one, Pittsburgh edged out the Raiders. 1-2 and two, Houston coming off that impressive win we mentioned earlier as they beat down the Jaguars. Pittsburgh defense is actually, Casey, ranked 31st versus the run, which is kind of a shocker when you think, oh, this huh. defense it seems to, to be doing well. That's because they have eight takeaways on the season. And if Houston can protect the football and run it against that weak run defense so far, statistically speaking, um, but they're not a great run team themselves. But if they can run the ball, uh, this could be interesting. Can Houston win two in a row? I don't know. And CJ Stroud's not, I don't think he's thrown an interception this season either. So he's played well, yeah, but that's a Pittsburgh Steelers and a TJ Watt. All right. Up next case, these Los Angeles Rams at the Indianapolis Colts Colts favored by one. The Rams after beating, you know, the Seahawks week one and then playing San Francisco pretty close kind of wasn't a great Ooh. effort on Monday Night Football. One for 11 on third down. One for four in the red zone. Also committing two turnovers. Stafford sacked six times. And the Rams either can't run the ball or just refuse to, dude. They got to figure that out. They had a first and goal on Monday night. Sack, lost yards, tried to pass it. No running down there inside the five. Um, we talked about Anthony Richardson. He was set to return to practice on Wednesday. Still in the uh, concussion protocol, but at two and one, Let's ride this stash for some more Minshew magic. Oh, and JT is still disgruntled. <laughs> That's right. We'll see what happens with him coming back. All right, Dave, up next, we got an NFC South battle. Tampa Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And the Saints, they started off 2-0, uh, and o, looking to be on their way to 3-0, and o, but they let the game slip away last week. They were dominating early, and they took a loss to the Green Bay Packers. 
the injury to Derek Carr coincided, generally speaking, mm-hmm. with the turning point of that football game. And Jameis Winston came in. He did do enough to get the win. He was 10 of 16 for 101 yards. That set up the go-ahead game-winning field goal for the Saints. Unfortunately, they did not execute mm-hmm. that field goal, and they ended up losing that football game and letting that, that win slip right through their fingers. And the Bucks coming off a tough loss on Monday night. They haven't been able to get Rashad White going or the run game. 27th in rushing at 78 yards per game and 32nd in the league at 2.79 per carry. They got to figure it out. The Bucks had zero rushing first downs until late in the third quarter they need that running game to get the play action to help baker out Big man time. and stopping the run would help baker out too the eagles held the ball for almost 40 minutes on monday night rushed for over 200 yards the d does have seven takeaways and nine sacks we know Jameis has been very giving in the past the bucks <laughs> would love to get this w and roll into their bye week at three and one yeah casey i failed to mention <clears throat> new orleans can become the first team since the 1994-95 Cleveland uh, Browns to allow 20 or fewer points in 12 consecutive regular season games. So that defense has been very consistent. And I did not also mention that Alvin Kamara is expected to be back in this one, which could give uh, a real big boost to the Saints. And obviously, um, you know, like we said, we're not expecting Carr to play in this one. So we might see an increased role from Taysom Hill. All right, up next, Casey, we have the Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles at home favored by seven. And both teams lost, and we never heard from either of them again. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's not how the league works, no. Casey. Okay. Um, these commandos, dude, they are capable of playing well, and their defense can take over a game. But, always a big but, they're going to have to keep Hurts in check. Uh, Josh Allen ran for almost 50 yards of the Bills' 168 rush yards last week, so that's not a great sign for them. And at best, this O is still a work in progress. Lots of great weapons there, but Washington completed just one third down all day last week and only managed 230 total yards. Sam Howells, he's flashed some, sacked nine times last week and threw four interceptions. And now he's going against Philly, who's already got 10 sacks and eight takeaways on the season. But those commandos did beat these Eagles last year. I'm not seeing that on Sunday, though. Yeah, this is going to be a tough, uh, tough matchup for the Commandos there, Casey. Philadelphia starting off 3-0, and beating the Bucks on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have won 20 of the past 21 games that were started by Jalen Hurts. He has 29 rush TDs in 48 games. That's the most rush TDs by a quarterback in his first 50 games all time. And the Philadelphia offense is, is solid, Casey. Fifth in yards, second in rushing the football, seventh in points. DeAndre Swift coming off 138-yard scrimmage uh, effort last week. A.J. Brown, nine catches, 131 yards after that animated conversation the previous week with Hertz. He was definitely the uh, heavily targeted uh, dude in that game. And the Philadelphia defense overall is pretty good. They're number one versus the run, not great versus the pass. So it might fall on commando quarterback Howell to get things done through the air in this game. Smashing, lovey. <laughs> All right, up next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are a point and a half favorites on this game. After what I saw, I love those bums last week. I hate to call the team a bum. That was awful last week. 
And I like the Yeah, Titans. Casey. And I don't understand this Titans team. I still am shocked that they have played so poorly in the two games surrounding the game they beat the Chargers <laughs> in, where Tannehill had a fantastic football game. Uh, they dropped to one and two, at, like you mentioned, after getting just clobbered by the Browns last week. Tannehill not having a great season, just of under 550 yards, one TD, three interceptions for a 67.6 passer rating on the season. And he was 20 yeah. of 24 against the Chargers somehow. All right. Um, so how bad are the other two games? Hopkins, only 14 receptions on the season for 153 yards and no touchdowns. We certainly expected more out of Hopkins that than that. That sounds like one awesome football game, not three kind of lousy football games. Derrick Henry kind of in a similar situation, averaging only 3.2 yards a carry. He's got one touchdown on the season, just 163 yards. Again, those are stats that you might expect from a single game. Yeah. 160 yards in three games. Um, They obviously, these numbers all add up to the Titans offense, significantly struggling. They're 30th uh, in yards passing and on third down 30th in all those stats, 29th in points per game and just 23rd for rushing. Remember in the preseason and when we were talking about the team's case, we talked about the Titans revamping that O line and having almost all new players in there. That just has not panned out mm-hmm. early in the season. The defense has also been pretty bad, but the uh, versus um, the pass, but fourth versus the run. So that's the really their only sort of bright spot there. Look for Cincinnati to try and open up through the air. They, they got a couple of guys that are pretty good uh, at passing and throwing and receiving. So we'll see about that one. Yeah. Oh man, maybe it's time to blow these Titans up at the trade deadline and see what you can get for the King and for um, D Hop there. But I'm here to talk about these Bengals, dude. And sorry, bro. The uh, the Snow Tiger is the best uniform in the NFL. The white helmet on the white. It is dynamite. I would rock that every single week, and I think they're undefeated in those. So hello. Anyways, hello. dude. Joe and Jamar and all is right with the who days. Jamar, 12 for 141, baby. Now, uh, Burrow was only 26 of 49, almost 260. No touchdowns and interception. But what I like, he made it through the game. We were very worried about that calf injury, especially with what happened to Rodgers in week one. Um, But he made it through, did not re-injure it. And Joe Mixon did hit pay dirt. Dang. But the run game still needs work. It's probably not going to get to where it needs to be against these Titans. Defense, six sacks on Monday night, two by Ooh. Hendrickson. This guy is a beast. He's unstoppable. They held these Rams to 71 yards rushing, dude. I don't think all of Cincy problems have gone away, but getting that first win of the season is no longer one of the problems facing them, and they're in the right direction. No doubt about it. As long as that calf can hold out and continue to improve, uh, I don't have any worries about that team turning it around in the big picture. Okay, moving into the late games, Casey. It is the Las Vegas Raiders at the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Our Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. Our, our yeah, Los baby, Angeles I'm back Chargers. in. <laughs> Chargers are favored by four and a half this week, Casey. Oh, man, Raiders doing Raider things, bro. Three interceptions, seven penalties, four sacks. And that was – well. This tells you Devontae was not meant to be a Raider, bro. 13 grabs, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. And I think Devontae hates it on that team. And in Las Vegas, I think he would gladly give back all of that money to be anywhere else. So chance we could see this cat dealt at the trade deadline? I mean, we don't know what the hell the Raiders are doing. He's unhappy. 
recoup something and start it over for these uh, Raiders. And when are we going to see anything, something, anything from McDaniels that makes you think this is the dude? Yeah. You know, I've yet to see him when he's um, coaching to make me think, oh, wizardry. This guy is great. Fourth and four at the eight, 225 on the clock, down by eight. I know. Kick a field goal. And I understand it, but that only works if you get the ball back, which they didn't, you know? And, you know, if you miss your two-point conversion, you need that anyway. So um, just get the touchdowns. And, dude, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. This year, Las Vegas is 32nd in rushing. So – I had some optimism about these Raiders when Jimmy G got there. You got Jacoby, you got Devontae, you got Josh Jacobs um, and uh, Michael Mayer. But so far, man, it is a clown show in Vegas, bro. Yes, let's talk about my Chargers, Casey. One and two, finally getting um, their first win in a nail-biter in Minnesota. They are seriously a handful of plays away from 0-3 or 3-0. and But they sit at one and two. The Chargers, though, are there are plenty of good things their offense is second in yards third in passing and fifth in points despite struggling to run the last week two weeks they're 13th in rushing the football uh, based on that week one output herbert though extremely extremely efficient last week 40 of 47 that's 85 plus percent 405 yards that's a career high in three touchdowns no picks 123.8 rating that's the third highest percentage ever by a quarterback wow. with 40 plus attempts. So he is dialed in and the Vikings blitzed him on 41 pass games in that, in that 41 of the 47, he was under pressure. So, Why did it take them 41 blitzes to realize they weren't getting home and he was shredding right. them? <laughs> Playback. Maybe after right. 27, 28, you're like, this isn't working now. Nah, 41. <laughs> They didn't change their their plan there, Casey. They kept going after it, and, and, and Herbert kept uh, making the plays. His passer rating is 112.9 on the season. That's second only to Tua, the uh, amazing Tua, right? Keenan Allen also setting career highs in catches with 18, um, and that's a charger high as well. Um, so, unfortunately, losing Mike Williams is a huge bummer. So, wide receivers like Josh Palmer, and rookie uh, Quentin John- uh, Johnson are going to have to step up. The defense of the Chargers destroyed both by Miami and Minnesota. Of course, Tua and Cousins are the only two quarterbacks in the league with over a thousand passing yards already. Causation correlation? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that. Anybody that seems to play the Chargers plays really well passing the football. Um, but. Um, you know, the defense for the Bolts is last in total yards and pass yards, both categories. They're 28th in points given up. So they need to do something. They need to play a lot better defensively. There's no question. They are plus three in the turnover ratio, which is one fumble on the season. And the Raiders are negative seven with no Ugh. takeaways. So never underestimate the turnover uh, ratio there, Casey. Eckler did practice this week. That is good news. Bad news. Derwin James, Lance Kendricks. Gerald Everett and Kenneth Murray all did not practice today. So we don't know the status of those guys, but Derwin and has, didn't finish the game last week. Lance Kendricks has missed two games already. So um, hopefully those guys can go. So you're telling me to stream Aiden O'Connell this week. 
in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in for a big game. <laughs> um, Maybe he'll throw some picks, though. That's the Raiders' MO, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once a Raider, always a Raider. All right, Dave. Speaking of once a Cowboy, always a goal. New England Patriots at my Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, seven-point favorites at home. Yeah, Pat's, uh, Pat's coming into this one one and two, having gotten their first win last week against the lowly Jets, 15 to 10. Rabanje Stevenson rushed for a season high, 59 yards Ooh. last week, but averages just 2.9 yards a carry and has only one TD on the season. Zeke, of course, has got his revenge on his mind, right? Uh, and he led the team last week with 80 rush yards. So, not really running the ball particularly well, this uh, New England offense. Generally above average, though, in, in all the categories, uh, except in points, which is kind of critical, where they rake 26th in the league with just Do points over really 17. matter, Dave? Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> when it all said and done, you look at the scoreboard. Whoever has the most points kind of takes, takes the victory. Uh, New England's defense has been stout, though, ranking top in all of the major count categories, yards, points, pass, rush. And they're very good on third down, ranking third in the NFL on third ground. So that's the mastery of Belichick there. Uh, if the Patriots beat the Cowboys, Casey, it'll be Bill Belichick's 300th career regular season win. I think you'd rather that maybe he wait till wait next week. week. Yeah, let's wait a week <laughs> on that, dude. What do you oh, got? man. Um, Zeke, he traded in his pores for chowder. So hopefully he's <laughs> not eating any of that on the field, but it is going to be all love before the game and hopefully after, unless the Cowboys actually drop this game. And Dave, I had forgotten how brutal losses felt. The NFL is a cold and humbling world when you don't win, man. It's just like, uh, you wake up uh, early and feeling like crab just hate it all. Um, We mentioned the digs injury at the top of the show, which was brutal. And even um, with the depth they have, you saw the mistakes happening and i think him yep. not being there was uh you know it happened on a thursday and i don't think the team um was over it emotionally or physically you know if that happens in training camp you have a few weeks to get it right but on a thursday before a game on sunday there's just not a lot of time yeah. and sure maybe the guy you replace him with is okay but then that guy that replaces the guy you replaced him with you yeah. know you're counting on him to do a lot of stuff and when Mike Wilson was all by himself for a 69 yard gain on this defense, I was like, Oh, I don't think that would have happened if Diggs was still here. It might've not been yeah. his side, but like there was definitely something missing. And um, the team just didn't look ready to play, man. This defense was missing its energy that they normally play with. I'm um, 188 first half rush yards. Woo. So um, they did turn it around in the second half. But, you know, sometimes it's a good lesson when you find out that your shit does stink. And I would rather yeah. them find that out in week three against Arizona than week five versus San Francisco. And if this is the team I think they are, they're going to learn from this loss and be better for it. Offensively, they move the ball well, especially on the ground. Rico Daddles looking like a solid uh, backup behind Tony Pollard. Got a touchdown in the fullback. Hunter Lipke, the rookie, he's got tremendous versatility. I expect to see more out of him as they move forward. They're just scratching the surface on that. Dak, he has to play better, and I think he will. Um, yeah. They were without three starters in the O-line last week, and Big Mike even said he might have let that have too much impact on how he called the game, was scared to take too many shots downfield, and maybe he should have left that in because 20-20 um, to 20, it was okay, but in the red zone, 
and needs improvement. Martin, Biotish, and Tyron were all DNPs on Wednesday. Yeah. So I don't know if those guys are going to play or not. But the offensive line wasn't the reason the Cowboys lost the game last week. It was you know, the lack of energy and failing to uh, get it sorted out in enough time. But when you get your butt kicked early on after everybody's telling you historic defense, this and that, that's a good thing. So like I said, I'd rather this happen now than in two weeks. And maybe that makes two weeks from now the game that they uh, they put it together because that's going to be huge. No doubt about it. Well, that feisty team, the Arizona Cardinals there, We'll see, uh, you know, they got their win against you guys and played an excellent football game. They've played some really good football this season, surprisingly. And this um, this Sunday, of course, they will be going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. And it is a 14 point, point uh, spread. 49ers are favored. You know, and those cards you mentioned, they're just a handful of plays away from being 3-0. and You know, yeah. they were really competitive in the first couple games and came out last week and punched the Cowboys right in the face. But... Even at if they were lucky enough to uh, be three and zero, I don't think they're going to be lucky this week. Especially if the 49ers get Brandon Ayuk back, they seem to be hitting on all cylinders. Um, and seeing what those Cardinals did to the Cowboys last week might be a little wake up call for these Niners too. It's like, oh, we can't just show up and win games. So right. um, I think they are going to just show up and win this game though. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. All right, moving along to Sunday night football, Casey. Oh, this one, they were loving it just a month and a half ago. And now, um, I don't know. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at the New York Jets. The Chiefs are nine-point favorites. All right, Casey, you mentioned it. They were stoked when they had this one conjured up uh, preseason, looking at this schedule. Two AFC big-time contenders, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks going head-to-head. No Aaron Rodgers, obviously, takes all the sizzle out of this. We're wondering... How long can the Jets' defense play well enough to slow slow Mahomes and company down? And how long can Zach Wilson play well enough to keep the Jets in it? Probably not long enough to keep it interesting. So we'll see if the Jets do beat the excuse me if the Chiefs do beat the Jets. It'll be Andy Reid's 250th career regular season win. So this one might be more likely than the Bill Belichick 300th win. Uh, Andy Reid, pretty good coach. I thought you were going to say his 250th Chicky Nuggy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Monday night football, Casey. It features the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. The Seahawks on the road are favored by one and a half. Yeah, and these G-Man three straight games versus the NFC West, and they hope this one doesn't go like the last one did. That Giants beat down at the hands of San Francisco in a little bit like this. Total yards outgained 441 to 150. Rushing yards outgained 141 to 29. Not 129, 29. Passing yards 300 to 121. First downs 26 to 10. Third down conversions 9 of 16 compared to just 3 of 12. And one more, why not? Time of possession 39-10 to just 20-50. Other than that, it was pretty good. JK, it was awful, but I can't scoff since the Cowboys lost to the Cards last week when I would really like to scoff. So no scoffing for me, but they do need to get way more out of Darren Waller, dude. And last week, he looked somewhat uninterested. You know, it didn't look like there was great effort on every bit of that, and I get it. The season is, you know, but for last week, you're sitting there, you know, you're ready to go. 
Um, I need him to play more. I need him to be a playmaker. I need anyone to be a freaking playmaker on this team. And the only playmaker I've seen on the Giants is Saquon Barkley, and they're not going to have Saquon Barkley. So I don't see things getting much better. Even with Saquon, I don't see it getting better for um, these Giants on Monday night. All right, let's talk Seahawks here, Casey. Seahawks come in at 2-1, and one, having beaten the Panthers last week. Seattle's offense generally pretty much average at this point, but has put up a ton of points, which is kind of important. They are fourth in points in the league at 29 points a game, although somehow statistically they're not all that you know brilliant in any category. But let's talk Kenneth Walker. He is pretty awesome with 156 scrimmage yards and two rushing touchdowns last week. Uh, DK Metcalf also 112 yards last week. So they are uh, making plays. Uh, it's not consistently enough and they are putting up points. So that's, I guess when it all boils down to it, uh, that's all you need. But he, one of the reasons they may be putting up uh, more points than you would think here at uh, 29 per game is that their defense has not been very good. They are 30th in yards given up 31st versus the pass 29th in points and 31st on third down. So really a lot of areas for the defense to improve upon. Uh, The right spot is the run defense that is ranked sixth overall. We'll see how they do. Uh, Despite, you know, they're a high-scoring team with a defense that gives up a lot of points. Maybe that'll translate to an entertaining football game. And Jamal Adams supposed to make his comeback and be in this game. That might help that defense just a little bit. Sure would. All right, Casey, so many ways to check out the football dudes. The Trend Zone, the show you are now listening to, is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Football Dudes. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. And follow us on Twitter, Football Dudes LA. And please tag us across all social media platforms. Or just go to footballdudes.com. It's there for you. That is going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zones. We are not the suits that talk football, Casey. We're the dudes that know football. For Casey, I'm Dave. We are out of here.